Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, I'm Jared Haven, joined always by Dean Unglert, who's somewhere in the world on the side of a road recording this. But we have a very special guest who's joining us. She's going to co-host with us. Uh, you know her uh, from her time on Shameless, Insatiable, uh, Chelsea. Lately, Orange the new is the new black. I could go on and on. She also is a Bachelor super fan. Host the podcast. Will you accept this rose? Which might be the greatest Bachelor podcast title of all time because uh, it's so on brand. It is uh, <laughs> Arden Marine. Arden, thank you so much for joining us. Jared, what a joy. I am so happy to be here with you guys. I'm such a fan, and I'm a fellow Rhode Islander. So this is this is little roadie. We're the two that got oh, out, and no. we're doing them proud right now. The last thing we need right now is to be outnumbered two to one, Rhode Islanders versus the world. Dean knows how much pride I w- and joy I take in my, in my home state, so I am so glad that you are on this podcast Thank with you. me. Okay, Dean, I went to Colorado College, if that helps. Does that help right. at all? I spent That's some right. time... I've smoked out of a 12-foot bong, like super bong at the top of a loft. Things have gone awry for me, so I've also done that too. Hey, that was just down the street from where I was in school too at UCCS. So uh, I spent, I had a couple, you know, drunken weekends at the CC campus. I can't say it wasn't the worst time in the world. Is that like a Colorado thing you have to do? You have to smoke out of a 12-foot bong on top of a loft? Oh, is something that you just do in Colorado? Yeah, yeah. You, if you're born yeah. in Colorado, you do it the day you're born, and if you go to college there, you just do it your first day of college. So Got it, it really just depends on when you get into the state. So like every 18 years, you have to do this type of thing. Every, once every 18 Got years. It. I'll good tell job. you, I'm not even good at pot. Like, and it it was a terrible combo. Like, I was already drunk usually, and then somebody's yep. like, just have a hit, and it's it, it wasn't a good idea in general. And then you have me climbing like as a light lightweight on top of a homemade loft. It wasn't good. It didn't end well, Jared. I don't think I've ever heard uh, somebody describe themselves as, I'm not good at pot. but I'm bad at pot. <laughs> I'm bad at I'm pot. I'm really bad at, I'm bad at pot. I go right to Middle Earth. I go right to like the Demogorgon's coming to take me. Like, it's not, I'm the, I am the buzzkill. I am the chick that's like, if you don't hold my hand, I'm going to fall onto your couch. You know, it's all, it's all Middle Earth. It's not good. Oh, I, wonder, I hear I wonder it. what's funny on the, 
on the topic of weed, uh, since we're already talking about it, why not? Is people always assume because of my lifestyle that I smoke a lot of weed too. But Art, I'm the exact same as you. I am not good at pot. Whenever I get high, I like become the person that no one wants to be around. And so I just avoid it at all costs at this point in my life. I'm going to guess you have a similar thing where people say to me, and I'm certain they say to you, where people are like, oh, I want I want to see you high. I want to get, and you're like, I promise, you really, you, don't. you think you that really until don't. I'm high next to you and you have to deal with me. Absolutely. Do you stay yeah. high for, I, I stay high for days. It's like, day, it's like, here we go again. Why did I think this time was going to be different? I'll be high until so, next Tuesday and you have to deal with me. The most recent memory of me smoking weed was actually not too long ago, a couple months ago. Uh, I smoked out of my friend's bong. It wasn't 12 feet long, but I got too high and I was at this my friend's house, like it, kind of like a party or whatever. And all of a sudden it like hit me all at once and I like just lay down on the couch for an hour and I made Kaylin come in yeah. and abduct me and take me back to the apartment because I literally, I was so unable to function. I had to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know how yeah. people can even function on it. I personally am not one of those people. I'm glad that I'm in uh, familiar company here. You know, little yeah. known fact about me, I've never smoked pot. Never once in my life. I, it's not actually something I'm proud of. No, I mean, I only did it honestly because I was in Colorado and at a certain point. Yeah, it wasn't that I do, wanted obviously. to. You, you sort of have to. And I I never, I passed gig. I never had the giggles. I like went straight past giggles and right to total paranoia. I'm sure it's fun for a lot of people. I It was not fun for no me. No way. I'm such a paranoid person in general. I already think people <laughs> are like watching me and going to attack me. I would kill myself if I was on pot. I would be convinced uh, that the world is trying yes. to, to get me. And I yeah. need to just lock myself in a closet for at least the That's- next three years. Well, can I tell you, I can promise you that is what would happen because I'm wired very similarly. And then I would, in college, when I would do this, I one time locked myself in my dorm room and under, I hid under the rug. Okay. I was like hiding. Such no a good one hiding spot. This, no like, one will find you Lady size lump, like this girl under, like you're not going to notice this lump under the rug. No one would find me. So I can promise you, you don't need to dabble. I did the dabbling for us, Jared. It, you would end up locked in a closet. I mean, it would make such a good story if Ashley found me trying to hide <laughs> under a rug, though. It almost makes me want to try pot. You know what? Are you in Rhode Island right no, now? I know you guys were there this summer. We were, but I'm in L.A. now, unfortunately. Ugh. You could hide under a Rhode Island rug. I feel like in L.A. it would be it would be a little more alarming. Yeah, in L.A. it's more in frowned Rhode Island upon. Be like a, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Rhode Island, definitely more acceptable to hide under a rug. My cousin hun- just... hides under a rug every Tuesday. It's like the thing that he does. Yeah, Oh, you think your cousin thinks he's better than I me? Know. Your cousin who's the party boat DJ? He does. He thinks he's better than everybody. He drinks his Dunkin', he, he hides under He slept with my sister. Your f***ing cousin. You tell your cousin. I've been waiting for him behind the Dunkin' Donuts on 128, Dean, and I got some words for your cousin. Dean, how annoying are we? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sit back and let you guys get this out of your system. Can hopefully. I just say where I met little baby boy Dean? I met Dean when Dean was about to become a... A bachelor man. I met Dean at a very specific <laughs> window in time, okay? I met Dean three years ago. My podcast did a live show at the Outside Lands Festival, which was a mm-hmm. joy in San Francisco. It was a blast, And yeah. it was super fun. And it was right after Rachel's season had finished airing. And America, everybody, I mean, people, everybody loved Dean. And we were the slotted the earliest show of the entire festival, you know? So... Like you have giant musical acts going. Like they're in a like. Why would you go see comedy in a tent? Okay, and we were the only noon slot the entire weekend. We were convinced no one was going to come. 
And we had Dean, we had Wells, Kenny was there, Alex and Ben Z all came. And it was packed. It was packed. And my friend Anna, it was Dean. She literally had to go like fight young ladies. It was like as it was like Robert Pattinson at the height of Twilight. And they she had to like fight to get Dean through the crowd to come see like they were going bat. And Dean, he kept, it was right before his first Paradise aired, and he kept being like, oh, no, they're all going to be mad at me. They're going to be <laughs> mad at me. They're all going to be so mad at me. They don't know. Because he'd already filmed it, but, like, it hadn't aired. And you were about to do your first sponsored content. It was like a watch, and you kept apologizing from the stage. You were like, don't think I've sold out. I'm going to sponsor a watch tomorrow. And yeah. now, and Dean was a joy. He was a delight. And- and now here we are. You're on our podcast, which is, is not live, unfortunately, but maybe one day. But you know how when you when you know how you when you ride a roller coaster and it's always like that initial climb and yeah. then you get to the top and that first climb and the first big drop, like that's as high as you get on the roller coaster. Is that yeah. first? That that was me getting to the top of the roller coaster, and it's all been downhill from there ever since. <laughs> a, couple, a couple loops thrown in, yeah. sure, a couple like twists and whatever, and a couple yes. big, you know, a couple little rises. But that was definitely the that was the pinnacle that I can never plan to reach again. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine what you were talking about too. You kept going like, "They don't know. They don't know what's coming. They don't know." I'm like, "What did you do in Mexico? Like, what's happening?" But it was such a joy, and I will always feel like I've always been rooting for you. And uh, you were so fun and sweet, and that's yeah. It was a very specific window, and there, there he is. That, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I still remember it to this day too. We we became best friends that weekend, and I actually am jealous. Because Alex and I are really good friends, and you and Alex really became best friends that weekend. Alex, Alex, I, I texted him yesterday. He said to say hi to you. And also, Dean, I have a book that is coming. It's, I don't know when this airs, but it's out. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. You're in it. I talk about, I, there's a photo of you. I need to send you a copy whenever you get to a place that actually accepts mail. I'll just, I'll just throw it at a van. Which, which photo of me did you choose? I'm curious. I'll show you. They, they, I called you a TV grief angel. Okay, grief wait. angel? Yeah, what does that yeah, mean? Because my dad had just died. Your dad had just, my dad had just oh. died. And you guys, and I felt like The Bachelor put me back together. And it was like talking about walking around the festival with five of the hottest guys I'd ever seen. <laughs> and then I, and like, you know, I let myself cancel anything I didn't want to do in my life, but I wanted to do that. It was like, he died like, you know, 10 days before the festival. Mm. And I remember bonding on stage with you about how dads are tricky. And, yeah. um, I don't know. It was really, you guys, it was, it was a particular moment in time. And I will always be rooting for you. I want to hear more about this book. Is it like an autobiography? It is. It's a funny book of essays. Um, but it's, it's sort of, I would say, it's really fun and funny. It's heartfelt. You know, um, there's a lot of sort of my worst stuff. There's a lot of bad dating things in here. I mean, I could tell you, I definitely had a broken picker. Like, you put me back in the day in a room, I will pick the worst dude. Like, the guy that I will be paying his rent. He will be stealing stuff from my medicine cabinet. Like, all of it. So, all right, well, I think... All right, I, I got to stop you right there because this is a dating podcast. We got to hear one of those stories before we carry on. Oh my God. I mean, okay. I dated this guy. I dated this guy. Here's, okay. Here's a dating thing for guys, ladies, anybody out there. I dated this guy. He was like, there was something I think alluring because he kind of sucked to everybody else, but he was like nice to me in the beginning. Right. So there was something about being chosen by like kind of a douche, but they're like nice to you. And you're like, I'm the chosen. Yeah. You're like the special person that can turn the bad boy around. 
That's exactly it. So, like, and and I hadn't had that before. Like, I used to be sort of the cheerleader for people, and I also believe I write about there are no fixer-uppers. Like, I used to think, like, my only worth was, like, being like, no, no, Brian, like, you will be that great stand-up comic, or, like, whatever. Like, that if I could cheer some, like, people are as is. Like, I do think there are no fixer-uppers. So, I dated this guy. He was like a fashion designer and he was such a dick. And I remember, um, but in the beginning he was nice to me. And I remember he, the first time I met his mom, he was like screaming at her in the next room. Like, and she was a nice lady. And I heard him be like, damn it, Shannon. You know, like (laughs) I told you not to bleach my jeans, you know, like whatever. (laughs) And then, and then I had to go in and be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, Mrs. So-and-so. Like, I'm Arden. Like, and I, if somebody yells at their mom, they will eventually, if they hate their mom, eventually they will hate you. Mm-hmm. They will eventually, like, if they're not respectful to their mom, like, to me, that is a red flag. That is a big red flag, particularly if their mom is a nice lady. Particularly if you're and- an adult. Like, I feel like I I appreciate my mom so much more as I get older because I'm like, wow, I've seen other women be pregnant and it's a it's a tough one. Like, thank you. Yes. Thank you for putting up yes. with me for 10 months inside your body, kicking your ribs and then yes. birthing me. <laughs> yes, dude. I mean, I talk about that. I talk about I talk about like unsuccess I talk about like ag- like aggressively trying to lose my virginity in high school <laughs> like I wanted to do it before I graduated did you succeed and I, <laughs> I did I got in under like the six day mark but I like there was there I remember going on like a double date in high school and we were did you guys have this in your school where there was like the couple that wasn't the obvious horn dogs but they were off just getting at it like rabbits everywhere like the secret ones that looked just like good students but they were just like totally banging everywhere all day every day uh i don't know if it was like a couple but like i knew you know guys and girls that were definitely like quote unquote the quiet ones you know that you're like you would never suspect and then like every weekend they're uh you know <laughs> that's so i went on a double date with like that couple that was not the obvious couple and i was like the guy was really cute he was like a cool like cool guy we'd been sort of dating for a couple weeks and i like a an idiot i wore this like almost it looked like a dora the explorer outfit i mean it was truly like a full like like a sister wife full length circle skirt and like like a a vet clearly sex was in the air in my outfit (laughs) and i didn't know we were going like to break into a public pool to go skinny dipping and we had to climb a fence to get up and over so like it was like a really tall fence and i climbed to the top and like the other couple was already off and just like going at it in the water like in the opening sequence of uh what was that uh, when Elizabeth Berkeley was de- showgirl? Oh, showgirl! They're getting at it in the pool. That's so, pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, so they're like showgirlsing in the pool, wow. and I'm at the top of the fence, like like I've got like two weeks left to lose my virginity, and I I was nervous about like breaking my leg or whatever, but I was like, hey, Arden, like I was stalling, and then finally I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna jump, and then I jumped. Guys, the ground didn't come. My giant skirt hooked on like the top of the oh, fence. No. I was like hanging with my fucking huge circle skirt, like hanging by my waistband up in the air. And then he had to like I couldn't even get like I couldn't touch the ground, so I couldn't like get myself up and off. 
He had to like lift me up, get me off of the fence. He did eventually remove my virginity. It didn't happen that night. But I just want anybody out there to know you can recover. You can glow up in adulthood. You can pick people that are not um, that are not mom yellers. You can pick people that are not like fixer uppers. There's hope for you if you have a broken picker because I certainly did. I got to say, too, uh, as far as like the disrespecting their mother or parents, yeah. I've even gone as far as excommunicating my friends that are clearly and blatantly disrespectful to their parents. Like back from when I was younger, I always saw, well, not always, but I had a couple of friends who were like really mean to their moms all the time. And I'm like, dude, you should probably be nice to her. And ever since then, I've kind of like excommunicated them from being friends with them because it is it's like a, it's a telltale sign that. Maybe they're just not the best people at the end of the day. Um, but Arden, we are going to move on. We have some fetishes that we want to talk with you about. I love it. And they're going to be weird, but we want to get your take on it because you always got the hot takes that we love to see so much. But uh, we're going to take one quick break and then we're going to jump right back in to the fetishes with Arden. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. 
Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We got Arden, we got Dean, we got me, we got fetishes. So we're going to talk about some strange fetishes and get everybody's perspective on it. Well, first of all, let's let's talk about, does anybody have a strange fetish here? Arden, there's no way you don't have one. I mean, so let me ask you this. As a Rhode Islander, because you grew up in the same school system that I grew up in, do you feel? would you feel free enough to even admit it if you did? Now, yes. Five years Would ago, you? no way. Okay. I, what is it just, did Ashley, was that a game changer? Um, No, I think honestly just being on the show and being more vulnerable and opening up and realizing like it's not weird to talk about fetishes. I mean, certain fetishes, sh- sure. But like, I mean, I'm always down for like, uh, you know, uh, some handcuffs, you know, nice yes. restraints, you know, you can't go wrong there. I would agree with that. I think I feel like every guy. Ga- I mean, I'll speak for myself. I, you know, if it's a person that you're excited about, I'm not mad about like some fun thrown around the bedroom. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad at a little, like a little tie me up, a little spankity spank. I'm not angry at that. A I don't mind a cute. Little, I don't mind. I'm not mad at a cute little outfit. You know, oh, like it should be best. fun. Lingerie. I, I, my first, uh, my first chapter is talking about how, as a child, my dream was to be a stripper. So I'm like, like nobody could stop me from stripping. I was like, you know, it wasn't dark. It was more like a burlesque girl. But yeah, I think there's something fun about like having a cute little outfit and whatnot. Yeah, like yeah. a Moulin Rouge, absolutely. Moulin Rouge, mm. ooh la la. That was yeah, a very yeah, impactful yeah. Uh, movie in my youth. Dean, any like uh, fetishes? Uh, I was trying to think. I I don't really think I have any. The only thing that I could really think of that even is on the spectrum of a fetish, I would say is fishnets. Okay. And it's not even a fetish. I just think I just think fishnets are really sexy. I think those like are a little bit of a fetish. Like, but... They are well, sexy. I don't, like, I don't like fetishize them. I just think that they're sexy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is fetishize Are you a guys lingerie? Probably. Good. Yeah. Do you guys, are you <laughs> lingerie guys? Like, do you have a certain kind of lingerie that you like? Like, do you like, are you like, I like only black lingerie or you're like, I'm game for any of it? I mean, Black lingerie, I just, something about, maybe this is where the fishnet uh, quote-unquote fetish comes from. Yeah. Something about a, a thing that starts 
on the feet and goes above the knee. Like if a girl wears <clears throat> uh, boots that go all the way up above the knee, like halfway up the le- the quad or something, the, the it, I think high. it's like the one of the the thigh high. I think it's one of the sexiest things a girl can do. So anything, you know, like sometimes there's those long lingerie that like buckles to the mm. the panties, the garter, the garter mm-hmm. yeah, the that garter stuff. Belt. That stuff. Just, even, I'm getting a little hot and bothered even uh, just talking about. Same it. here, I love my friend. I can see that that van is all <laughs> steaming up out there somewhere the in Montana. Fogging up. Uh, I couldn't it's agree. I couldn't agree more with Dean. Thigh highs are so sexy. I think that's why I like burlesque Moulin Rouge because they all wear thigh highs, and that is a big turn on. I think for a lot of guys. I mean, to me, as like so, you know, Little Compton, which is the town that I'm from, we didn't we didn't get cable. Like literally, there was it just it was three stations until like. 2005 or something so I would just they would play these old movies and I would see like my dream was to be like a cigarette girl at the rainbow room like a 1940s I wanted to wear like little hot pants and like a little like like sequin bustier and like a little feather thing I was like why because in Rhode Island everybody just wears like turtleneck and wool I was like why would you wear that when you can wear nothing and glitter like that just (laughs) like ladies ladies there's glitter out there why are you covering yourselves in like jeans and and patriots hood that's what it is right yeah. there. That is the Rhode Island outfit. <laughs> it is fully and Uggs dream. probably. Well, it is a full, yeah. See, Uggs mm-hmm. used to be because uh, when when I was in college, the biggest thing was North Face. It was like North Face yeah. leggings and and Uggs. Yes. That was a Great. that was a good look too. <laughs> that's cute. I was a big fan. Uh, so so <laughs> we we have some yeah. strange fetishes here. And, and first of Great. all, I don't even know if I want to call these strange. Uh, they're just fetishes, you know, people have their own preferences. So one of them apparently is women prefer spending time with smartphones more than their partner. I don't know if this is a fetish or not, but researchers found if people are unable to be on their phones, it leads to stress, anger, and panic. A fifth of those surveyed said it would be harder to be without a phone for a week than their significant other. And one in six said they were entirely dependent on their mobile phones. A study conducted by researchers, blah, 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 they also found that more than a quarter of adults check personal email on their phones. One in 10 will check work email and half will keep tabs on social media during their honeymoon. So what do you think about that? People are too Hmm. dependent on their phones. That's pretty much the moral of the story there. I mean... I do think we're all addicted to it. I don't know if that's like a fun, horny fetish. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I think, yeah, we we all are. I can definitely feel like the dopamine. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to, oh, look, there's a notification. It's, I'm not proud of it. I, I think, I think, I wasn't on Twitter for two years and I just went back on. Um, I, I, I do think it doesn't necessarily do great things things for us but i don't think it's personal that you don't like your partner i think it's more like we're all just kind of addicted to technology i also don't think it's every time we pick up our phone we're getting like aroused you know what i mean i don't like i don't feel like a little tingle down there whenever i pick up my phone i mean sometimes i do sure but not all the time which i don't i don't know that necessarily constitutes a fetish i would say but i kind of see what you're saying where it's like why would you be more interested in being on your phone especially on like a honeymoon for instance more on your i mean jared you've been on a honeymoon so what was it like for you were you on your phone ever because you guys were yeah well i mean we were after the first couple days yeah we were not on our phones constantly but i was you know checking posting on instagram twitter things like that because just like anything you know you're taking your surroundings 
and but then you kind of like oh okay you get normalized to the to your environment i will say the last two days uh when we were in greece it was like okay phones away we need to really appreciate this we're never going to see the sun well hopefully we'll see the sunset you know on the mediterranean again but who the hell knows if we will so like let's take advantage of this but i agree i mean we actually ashley and i just watched the social dilemma on netflix i'm sure you guys have heard about this if not seen it i saw that i saw that and uh like it's just everything you already know about phones or or in technology i you know i already knew it just it's a constant reminder uh that we are quite addicted to our phones um but i also want that kind of leads me to the next uh fetish uh, the, right. it's, it's called techno sexuals and apparently there's a rise in techno sexuals. 14% okay. of men are aroused by Amazon Alexa. <laughs> so oh. a new study commissioned by we vibe, uh, which is a sex toy company found loneliness and anxiety during the virus induced lockdowns are likely resulted in the emergence of quote techno sexuals. We vibe surveyed. A thousand men and discovered in those a thousand within those a thousand people, fourteen percent of those guys confessed that their Amazon smart speaker sexually arouses them. Uh, obviously, also known as Alexa. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, Alexa's kind of fulfilling some uh, sexual fantasies. What are our thoughts about that? I have a hard time believing that one hundred and forty, right, one hundred and forty of those thousands people guys said that alexa sexually arouses them can alexa say like sexual things can she like dirty talk i've never even thought about this is this like a is this like a result of the pandemic quarantine and people are just feeling more lonely than normal or is it actually like in the study it said that there was a rise in what they're calling technosexuals uh because everybody's locked down and not really uh meeting up i mean i think i think people are ha- i feel like this pandemic has definitely been a journey and brought out sides of all of us that were like huh i didn't sure. know that that's how my brain operates or like everyone's reacting differently and i think it's harder it's it's just hard and so part of me is like good for those guys like if that like you know like hopefully they have a little fun feels fairly harmless you know if they're popping a bone or every time it's like you know good good morning yeah <laughs> the weather i mean Whoa, like alexa yeah. calm yeah. down <laughs> um i heard a story about somebody i knew that like they were somebody somebody okay this is this is potentially bullshit but i'm just saying somebody knew someone that had an affair and there was like text messages going through and like the alexa was hooked up to their cell phone mm-hmm. and would like read texts and he was with his family and it started like reading incoming texts from like his his mistress when they were all at like a thanksgiving or christmas together i hope hope that's true i do too i was like that'll yeah isn't that isn't that like that feels like that would be a good plot point in in a movie. In, it, like, like that yeah. would be in a movie that yeah. starts uh, with a girl trying to lose her virginity two weeks before she graduates in high school. Yes. Skinny dips yes. with a boy, uh, yes. you know, yes. falls over the fence. Her dress is up in yes. the air, and then it ends yes. with the guy's phone being hooked up to Alexa, the guy that she thought oh she God. would end up with. Jared, ends up we gotta write her. this. We gotta write this. Well, I'm this in, is baby. Be our new Netflix. 
you and I would be the two watching. You know we would watch this. Oh, and that would be like the climax scene. She thinks it's going to be like this one guy. And then she finds out like he's like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And her friend that's been there the whole time for her. like. And we get Topher Grace to play the friend that's been there the entire time. <laughs> Topher Grace is there. <laughs> and then in. like Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill comes in to deliver the news. Dean, are you? did we lose you, Dean? Dean, did you black out? <laughs> I see your eyes rolling back in your head in a van somewhere. Are you thinking about Alexa and thigh highs? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little glazed over every... I love that you guys are able to uh, to bond on the the knowledge of movies and the the, the well, I don't know the appreciation for it all because that's something I can never do with Jared. So Arden, I think we need to have you on the podcast more often because <laughs> it, I can see the excitement in his eyes. Oh, it's great. Eyes just even talking about it. Big movie buff guy. So this next fetish is a uh, it's fall related. Uh, so okay. the timing is good. It says for men, pumpkin is a real turn on. So Chicago's Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Foundation found that the smell of pumpkin can increase blood flow to the male genitalia. It was noted in one study by uh, neurologist Alan Hirsch and other researchers at the Smell and Taste Treatment uh, that pumpkin pie's aroma was found to produce a 40% increase of sexual arousal in men. It also scored in a high percentage with women. So, Dean, Arden, I ask you, you guys get turned on by pumpkin? Forty <laughs> percent is crazy. That's like a that's a pretty high number. Yeah. That is a lot. I also want to know who's conducting this study. Like who is paying for this? Like they're like, I know what it's gonna give everybody. Lady boners and man boners. You know what it was? It was probably somebody walking into a Starbucks, ordered a pumpkin yeah. spice latte, and and they were like, Why do I get sexually aroused every time yeah, I smell my pumpkin spice latte? There's something to this. I wonder if it's because it feels kind of like the hunkering down. Like it's a real, like that's a time of year in in a perfect fantasy world. You're about to put on some like, maybe you're going to have some snow flurries. You're about to like hunker down. There's some sort of the fun of like, we're going to go into our little fun cave and get at it. You know, like there's something nostalgic about like it's, it, there's all the potential in the world. We've got Halloween, we've got Thanksgiving, all the holidays, New Year's. Like this is a fun festive time of year. I'm ready to bang. I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you who called for these studies to be taken is Pumpkin Farmers of America. We're like, <laughs> we need to come out. We need to start selling more pumpkins somehow. This is how we're gonna do it. Yeah. And I guarantee you, pumpkin sales are increasing. I will say, I have only really experienced uh, pumpkin pie aromas when I was a young teenager. Yeah. In my house, when my mom used to bake pumpkin pies, and I will say, I was horny all the time back then. So, speaking from experience. It's positively affected my uh, my sex drive, but it, granted, it's a small sample size, and it's from a long time ago. I did not know. I had an older brother, and I'm so glad I didn't know. He told me later. I didn't know just how horny teenagers, male teenagers, were in high school. I didn't oh my gosh. know. I didn't know. He told me later. He was like, oh, you literally have, like, it is all day every day, and you are fighting it, and it's distracting, and you hope nobody notices, and... I'm so thankful. I I literally did not know. Yeah, you know how um it, like in airplanes and and buses, there's always like exit strategies or something like in case of an in case of an emergency. Yeah. Like this, these are the precautions to take. Uh, I can only speak for myself, but I would imagine most m- most young boys felt this way too. There was always uh an exit strategy for like let's say 
there was something going on downstairs when it shouldn't have been going on sure, and sure. you needed to get up and make a presentation or announcement to the class when you got called on by the teacher or something. There's always in the back of your head, you're kind of plotting on how you're going to be able to maneuver the situation to make it just to, to save yourself the embarrassment. Like what? Like what was an exit strategy? Uh, the, well, again, I can only speak for myself and we're getting, <laughs> this is kind of weird here. Uh, I got pretty good at the, like, <laughs> the tuck, this is, this is the tuck, yeah. the flip. I call. I was gonna call it the flip. It is the flip. You can yeah, like it's reach more of a in, flip than a tuck. Flip it up another waistband real quick, like as you're standing up to make it look like one fluid motion. Bada bing, bada boom. No one's the wiser. I love this, Jared. Was this a thing that you were? I mean, like you, this is true for all guys, right? Oh yeah, but the problem was I used to wear a belt all the time. I was a big belt guy, so that would cause right? some serious issues because then it's just you know jeans on that area of the body, right, like right, friction, right. especially with the tight belt around, not good. I would always like if I ever encountered a, a situation where you know I the bell rang. I don't know what the hell's going on down there. It's just happening. Right, sure. I would I would always make sure I had a book out and it's just walk with like the book <laughs> in front of. So all my books would be in the backpack except for one, and I would just hide that area. Right. I I gives me so much compassion for all my guy friends because like women didn't have to fit. You don't have the physical telltale signs. You can anything could be hiding what you're thinking about. And I never noticed. I, I had no, I really didn't know. I'm glad I didn't know. But it does give me compassion for my guy friends. I appreciate cool. the compassion, but at the same time, I I am very glad that that is the only thing we had to deal with. You know, like if I had to deal <laughs> sure. with o- only sure, that, I, I think guys no, are okay me. compared to what believe women me. have to deal oh. with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also like the weirdness of like when you are sort of blooming and going through puberty, like the weirdness of all the adults around. I mean, there's so much. It's like it is a strange journey being a young lady. <laughs> it is imagine. a strange journey. I give yeah. you guys all the credit in the world. Uh, so there's like a couple other ones. I don't know if you'd call these fetishes or not, but like uh, this is actually kind of a fun fact. So the history of doctors diagnosing women with hysteria i don't know if you guys knew this but apparently the vibrator was originally created in the late 19th century to treat women diagnosed with hysteria an article in glamour magazine said yes the vibrator was originally conceived as a medical prescription used for treating hysteria in the 1880s dr j mortimer granville officially invented the vibrator and its electromechanical invention was patented I could see that. It's, it's certainly a stress reliever, I would imagine. <laughs> sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think it would. I think that is that's a good idea. I think that's a great. I remember when I got my first vibrator, Jared. I remember I was in therapy. I think I was like twenty-two, and I'd never had one. And my therapist was like, "You need to." It was like, no, you know, the Rhode Islander in me, the side of me that grew up with women in turtlenecks was like, I'm not doing that. And then she was like, you have to go do it. So I went to the pleasure chest on Santa Monica Boulevard. And guys, it was the first time I ever got recognized. (laughs) I walked in and they were like. At the pleasure chest? Yeah. They were like, hey, aren't you that girl from that sitcom? And I was like, oh. Uh. Like, it was like, on the one hand, like, so exciting that I was recognized. I'd never been recognized before, but it was also like, uh, maybe, I don't know, am I? Like, so yeah, that was, that's, there you go. That's my story. That's does my anyone, story. does anyone see the irony in, in this story about how the vibrator was invented by a man? I yeah. know. 
Yeah. That's a, that's just kind of silly to me, I feel like. I don't know why. And he's like, ladies, ladies, you're hysterical. <laughs> Calm yourselves. Please, women, uh, you need to smile more. You're hysterical. <laughs> it's so true. That's yeah. pretty f- yeah, it's like I the mean, ultimate I'm, I'm, mansplaining. It's the ultimate mansplaining. Like, clearly you guys have some tension to get rid of. Let me take care of that for you. And Arden got hers from the pleasure chest. I think that's just, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> have you ever been in, uh, uh, like, a, uh, what would it be called? Like a, a sex tour, toy store? What am I thinking of? Like, in Rhode the Island, they're called chest. Amazon. Uh, and not yeah. Amazon, um, <laughs> Amazon, Jesus. Uh, amazing. That's what they're called. Okay. I mean, that's what the pleasure chest is. That's what it is. I got sent there by this doctor. And I was like, I I was so Rhode Island. I was so New England walking around. Like, I don't, Dean, you have know, you ever been I, in I, one? Wait, Arden, I'm sorry. Backtrack for a second. You got sent into a, a pleasure chest store by a doctor? It was my therapist was like, you need to, like, just go get a vibrator. And I was like, no. And, uh. <laughs> You know, and then she was like, yeah, you need to get over it. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's literally not a thing. Like, no, nobody cares. Like, just go get one. I was like, all right. And then, sure. and then I got, and then I got recognized for the first um, time ever. <laughs> in the best, in the best setting possible. In like surrounded uh, by like, you know, whatever, like butt plugs. I'm like, you know, like, nice. hey, hi. Yeah, it was not, it was like kind of my biggest nightmare. And also I and immediately your biggest knew dream, it was yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> it's like I made yeah. it. Oh my god! I gotta call my mom. Yeah. Um, Jared, Jared, to answer your question, yes, I have been in like a sex store. I think maybe like twice in my life. I don't think I've ever I've ever purchased anything though. Although, remember when we were kids? Uh, didn't stores like Hot Topic always carry like funny? Or no, maybe yeah. Spencer's gifts Spencer is what I'm thinking guess. of. They like yeah, the boob, yeah, yeah, they yeah. like the boob mugs. Yeah. And, like, the boob yeah. Pe- like the pens or the, like the the boob pens and. Yeah, I would always I would always sarcastically go into Spencer's gifts as like a teenager with my friends and just like laugh at the like, you know, just because we were young and childish, stupid. Uh, and we would just, you know, laugh at all the stuff that they had in there. But that's basically the extent of, of my sex store shopping. I went into a sex store uh, for the first time, probably like my early to mid 20s. And it was, of course, in Rhode Island. So <laughs> it was like two o'clock in the afternoon on, on a Tuesday. Yeah. So I go in there and it's just me and this one other poor guy. He was like, he must have been in his 70s or 80s all by himself yeah. in like yes. the DVD porn section. And I wanted to be like, oh, just 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 Google it, man. Like I pro- like yeah. you don't need Aww. to pay the, for these DVDs. I, yeah. Like I, yeah. I like, you know how you're just like, oh, that's it, it was like almost endearing because you're like, oh, he's, yes, he's getting yeah. a porn DVD. He's buying, he's buying the um, hard copy. And it was the, it was just like it was certainly a, an overwhelming experience because I had never this is going to be weird but I'd never seen a dildo in person before and that was the first time and it's like I had pretty it jarring. I had not either. You're like yeah, oh wow I that thing not- is uh that that thing's big. I had never, I was like, I didn't even know, this was not my idea and I did not even, I was so embarrassed and so overwhelmed like looking yeah, I mean, and of course the people who work there, they're so numb to it. Oh, yeah. they, they could care less. I, You know, in my sex ed teacher, 
I had a woman with a thick Massachusetts accent who, who wore like maroon leather blazers and smelled like coffee and like cigarettes and tuna fish. Sounds like and my aunt. And she taught us. <laughs> and she maybe was your aunt. We had to like, she taught us sort of the basics. And actually when I was writing my book, I had to call my friend who I was in class and be like, did, did I make this up? Like, did this happen? And she's like, confirmed that it happened. So she taught us everything. And then she went off-roading and she taught us about golden showers and cleveland steamers like and yeah she was like How old and she you? was sort of 11 Holy crap. i never held hands with anybody yeah <laughs> and she was like she was like she was a little homophobic rhode island about it she was like some homosexuals are aroused by urinating on one another and it's like <laughs> first of all why are you teaching us that second of all i'm sure it's probably if that's your thing i think it's anybody like all of it looking back i'm like that's so inappropriate i've never held hands with a boy that we were taught that that was our sex ed teacher. That's n- not a good representation of sexual education in Rhode Island. I promise everybody, <laughs> I was not taught about golden showers. Uh, sure in you high were, bro. sure you were, Jared. Oh, okay, Jared. At, at, at least so. not at in, least. in the class, uh, in the classroom <laughs> setting. So we do have some emails coming up, and I do have some dating terms I want to get to before we say goodbye to Arden and the podcast, of course. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. <laughs> At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. 
Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules Today, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. And as always, or at least what we've been doing recently that I, I have enjoyed thoroughly, at the end of every episode, we will uh, have Jared pitch us some dating terms and we'll do our best to figure out what they mean before he gives us the definition. Uh, and of course, we'll answer your emails. Uh, before we do this, though, do be sure to email us your questions, your experiences. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia dot com um but jared what are some terms that you have for us today so now, i'm glad that arden's here too because i feel like she's got this uh this great imagination that's going to be perfect for this <laughs> exactly so arden I... the past couple of weeks we've been doing uh like you know 2020 dating terms we got to get used to it you know catfishing and breadcrumbing and all these things so i've been looking up a few more trying to uh gather as much information as we can so the first one I think we may have talked about this on the podcast a while ago, but I want to bring it back up. And Arden, I want to get what you think this is. And of course, Dean, haunting. What do you think haunting could be in the dating world? Okay. Well, I know what mm. ghosting is. Okay. So I feel like haunting is, say, you've ghosted someone. And maybe you're like lurking around looking at like their profile pictures maybe you're like messing with them by like commenting on their friends posts or their posts okay. so like even though you're not replying to them you're still kind of giving them enough little breadcrumbs to keep them interested but you're never fully gonna like show up and like date this person Got it. that's what i think haunting might sounds like dean I think Art. I think Arden hit it right on the head, but I'm going to come up with something else because just for the sake of this whole segment, <laughs> I'm going to say that haunting is um, agreed along the terms of ghosting, but rather than disappearing, um, just physically like you would in a ghost, you still are like pinging them with messages and phone calls and all these things, but you are never meeting up with them in person. So you're like, you're haunting them because you're never actually going to progress the relationship and take it to that next level. That's a good guess. That's that is a, a guess. great guess. And you guys are both pretty much correct on this one. Haunting is when a ghoster starts liking your post or even resumes following you on social media from beyond the grave. That's so Ooh, mean. That's so mean. That's so yeah, that mean. is pretty messed. 
Yeah. And you want to know what? I, I bet you this is what happens with haunters is they'll ghost someone because they find someone else more interesting. They see that relationship to its end and then they start to like kind of reinsert themselves back into the picture by liking or watching stories, responding to stories, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how I think that the haunter is born. I like that. That's a good guess. That's a yeah. good guess. How the haunter is born. That's <laughs> And listen, I, I'll be that's honest, good. I probably... I've probably haunted in the past too, so maybe it takes one to know one, I guess. Yeah. I've probably I haunted mean, too. I'm right there, we're there with you. We all mess up. I feel like yeah. everybody's Thanks. probably haunted somebody. Uh so the next one is E fit. E the letter E fit. What do you guys think that could mean? E fit. And that's a dating term. That's not like a Fitbit kind of a thing. Not a Fitbit, just a dating term. E fit. All right. Dean, do you want to go first? <laughs> Yeah, is this some weird, like, uh, really organic segue into some ad that we have to put into the podcast or something? We are presented by EFIT. EFIT. <laughs> Get your steps uh, in during a pandemic. I bet you it's when someone, I so I personally don't have a Fitbit, but I know that you can, like, invite people and, like, challenge them on, like, those fitness apps. And I nice. bet you this is a way of engaging with someone via that. So, like challenging them to walk more miles than you in a day, even though you guys might not like talk all that frequently, like that kind of thing. That's a really very solid guess. I think that I'm going to, I think that Dean is probably correct. I just, for the sake of making it interesting, I'm going to guess that eFit is, um, is somebody that is sort of posting a lot oh they're like oh i'm gonna go on a fitness journey so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be posting a lot of like my progression here's me like in a bikini on my post and i'm like nice. trying to lure in like you know what i decided this is 2020 this is gonna be my time during the pandemic and it's like luring people in with kind of like but thirst you're doing traps. it at a, a thirst bait for a specific person you're doing That's it on pretty purpose good. you guys That's are both good. really good guessers e-fit is when your social media posts and pictures are carefully curated so they serve as an online dating profile. I'm assuming the E mm. must stand, it, I've been trying to look it up. It's gotta stand for editing, I think. Oh, or electronic. No. Or electronic maybe. Yeah. I'm just thinking editing because you edit your photos to curate it so it looks like a dating profile, but that's what eFit is. When you carefully curate all your pictures on social media so it serves as a dating profile, which Dean and I have talked about many times, Instagram pretty much is a dating profile now. I heard you guys talking about that recently and that if you want to slide into the DMs, don't go introduce yourself. Do a funny reaction to a story. Right. It's less or, creepy. Or, or take the Nick Viall tried and true method and go back two years on their Instagram posts and send it to them and say, hey, like, cute dog or something like that. That's, that's what Nick does. And I'm sure it works. I'm better. What I always, I was thinking about this today because I respond to uh, random DMs every once in a while, but the only ones I ever respond to are like uh, ones of like talking about like either like photography or rock climbing or like things that I'm interested in. So you definitely have to like uh, tailor your message to them in regards to like the things that they're interested in. If it's just right. some generic message, it's not going to work. Right. And and eFit, Jared, on that point too, I think I don't think it's editing fit. I think it's just people like putting their swole bodies on Instagram to impress other people, oh. even though in reality that might not be what they look like. Got so it. it's like they're fit, they're fit on the gram, and I'm sure that they're fit in real life too. But they like embellish a little bit on the gram, as we all do. I mean, nobody wants to see the real deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to see post it Tuesday at noon. Let's be real. 
I'm gonna start posting my big old belly rolls on my gram yeah. and see if that how that goes. <laughs> um. So anything I, else, Jared? No. Well, I have one other, but this one is kind of it's not the best. But let's let's try it. So, okay. I. Uh, yeah. All right. This one's called lay by. <laughs> Like, lay by lay lay l a y by b y one word lay by you're never okay. gonna guess this one even this definition one is like uh, it seems like a stretch because i don't get it uh okay lay by Ooh, i got it okay oh you go first sorry no please yeah you you are inspired go for it <laughs> <laughs> i gotta i gotta say it before i lose it uh i think a lay by is someone that is all talk and no walk they're gonna they're gonna go to the point of just laying by you rather yes. than like making the move and, and actually like stealing the deal so it's it's just you know it's a figure of speech so someone that's a lay by is going to hype themselves up but then when it really comes to acting on that talk they're never going to do it and that's what a lay by is i think that's a great guess I think I think a layby is somebody similar to a haunter, but maybe they haven't ghosted you yet. So like they're they're aggressively sort of like flirting, they're posting, they're commenting, and they're they're not gonna leave, but they're never gonna actually make the move of like making like seeing somebody in person. So it's like love it. They're they're never gonna slow down. They're not gonna disappear. But it's never getting to the next level. All right, you guys Agreed. are you guys are pretty close. So lay by is when you date somebody who is just about okay while flirting with better options in the fast lane. Okay, right. Okay, so you're kind of the you're the jerk in this. Situation. Yeah, I think you you, the, you don't want to be a lay by. No, you're like, okay, this person's good enough. Like, I like Kyle okay, but have you seen Jason? Okay, I'll take Kyle to my family Thanksgiving. He's fine. He's got a job. <laughs> Whatever, but, like, is he that exciting? He's got a 401K, but, like, he's not sexy. You know, that's a lay-by, and I'm a bad person for doing that. <laughs> I th- I, this, right? um, so there must be uh, a lot of lay-bys on dating apps i feel like this happens constantly where you're talking to a lot of people that you feel okay about while still searching for something better it's a miracle anyone ends up together (laughs) and it's a miracle in this world with apps and instagram when there's such a buffet of foxy humans that anybody is like okay i will get off this merry-go-round i'm satisfied enough this is it like it's incredible it's it's amazing it is a miracle you're absolutely right but it happens yeah because love prevails love does prevail uh mark would you be uh so kind to read us some emails it would be my pleasure this is from viana in a recent podcast jared asked about people who do not kiss during sex my best friend has not had his first kiss yet but he lost his virginity before having his first kiss During his first time with this girl, she leaned in for a kiss and he instinctively covered her mouth. I couldn't imagine having sex with someone and having to cover their mouth if they wanted to lean in for a kiss. What do you guys think about that? How would you react if this happened to to you? I asked him why he refused to kiss her. He said kissing is way more intimate than sex and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that statement. Uh, I would... uh... (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) if if kissing is more intimate than sex. I would, in fact, I, would I, I don't, pers- it's not. Sex is more intimate. <laughs> I would try to be, 
I would proceed very carefully with this guy and your friendship moving forward because there is a good chance he's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. The only person I've ever heard with that was the Julia Roberts character in Pretty Woman. Like, aside from that, where, you know, she wouldn't kiss. She doesn't kiss. That's she right. Would, she wouldn't kiss. But that's the only time I've ever. To me, that I agree with Dean. I would proceed carefully. It makes me concerned for your friend. Like, that there's a disconnect there that that feels less intimate is alarming a little bit and if it was if it was if i was the person it was happening to that would be a very large red flag and probably like oh maybe i've misjudged i think this may not be something i'm going to pursue further i will i will say in defense of this person uh so i have a friend who was telling me this story not too long ago about how he was hooking up with this girl and while they were having sex she wouldn't kiss him and he suspected that it's because she has a a guy that she's really serious about and she thought that kissing would be considered more intimate than having sex which i disagree with i think it's weird regardless but i don't i don't think that this person is alone in that thought you know but he's never kissed anyone he's never had That's a weird. kiss yeah but it now he's me, had sex but now he's had sex it makes me it makes me think maybe he needs to go talk to somebody you know what i mean like <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm rooting for him. I wish him happiness and joy. And that sounds lonely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hopefully he figures it out. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What kind of advice could we give him, though? Do you think that we should tell him to go seek out advice from someone or some help? I mean, even just talking to, her, even talking to her friend, you know, even like a buddy, a safe buddy. It doesn't have to be. It sounds like he is talking to this guy that emailed us, though. Yeah. But I want, I want, Mark, I want your opinion on this because you're always the sage wise with, uh, you know, <laughs> gatekeeper here, I guess. I don't think they're actually looking for advice. I think he's perfectly happy with his situation and she just thought it was odd and thought she'd share it with us. Huh. All right. Sounds good to me. Well, That's weird. Maybe just don't date him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If they're just friends and it's not with her. You know, uh, yeah, okay. I think the person who emailed us, it's maybe none of their concern. They were just sharing it. And speaking of none of their concern, this is Maddie. My best friend is in a semi new relationship and she really likes the guy, but she's also really getting close to one of his best friends. My friend and her boyfriend's friend hang out all the time. I even saw a picture of her in one of his hoodies one time. I'm pretty sure there's nothing going on between them. I don't really know how her boyfriend feels about this friendship, but it makes me feel a little uncomfortable for her boyfriend. Do I question her about this new friendship? Do I bring it up to her boyfriend or do I leave it alone? I am always an advocate for normalizing uh, opposite sex friendships. I think that there obviously are uh, some underlying like possibilities of like maybe they're hooking up, but I, I think that your brain should never just immediately go there. Like you should definitely be allowed to have friends of the opposite sex. Uh, and that's kind of the camp that I'm sticking in. I would have to agree with Dean. I have a lot of my closest friends. I have a lot of guy friends. And, um, and you know, like like I would do a little live and let live. There are, there are, there's, I, you know, there's a lot of men and women that are friends. And there's no reason to go poking in if nothing's going on. Right. And, Especially and, if you don't have a reason to be suspicious. Right. Did she say? I mean, like, if the, if the only thing is, the only thing is, is like she was wearing the guy's hoodie, which right. is like intimate. Okay, yeah, you. I mean, I could go either way. It's like okay, maybe she was just cold, or maybe it was like she slept over at his house and then took his hoodie out the next morning, like that kind of thing. I certainly would not go to the boyfriend. If I went to anybody, I would just go to your 
your friend, I would not go talking to her boyfriend about it. Like, so if you did feel like you had that many questions, I would go directly to her rather than just assuming things. Yeah. Jared, you've been awfully quiet over there. Sorry. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. It all depends. If if everybody can be friends, I think it can work out. But I, I always get weirded out when you're in a relationship, hypothetically, like, say, Dean, you and Kaylin are in a committed relationship, and Kaylin is really close with with some guy that you're, you don't know, and she gets weird about you two being friends, that would be a red flag to me. As long as Absolutely. you are, yeah. like, friends with all of her friends uh, uh, of the opposite sex, I see no issues with it. But it always, yeah, it always just gets tricky. Good, you make a good point, too. If the person is, like skeptical about the two guys being friends then it's because it's like well why are you like that it's probably because there's a potential for something to be shared that you don't want to get shared mm -hmm. and that's when you start to think there's something afoot but uh yes i agree like let's say uh she is totally encouraging of like them hanging out together whether she's there or not then that's a good sign because it's like well if you've got nothing to hide then who the heck who the heck cares you know couldn't have that's said my it take on myself. it at least Dating is so yeah. vulnerable. I mean, just for everybody, it's, it's vulnerable. Like, yeah. you, you know, like there's so much, it, it is definitely like, it's such a delicate dance and each situation is different. And I love that you guys have this podcast. So nice that people can email in. Well, we're very lucky to be able to host this podcast and we have a great yeah. audience that listens, that we love and we appreciate. Aww. We call them suck army because, you know, help I suck at suck, dating. Suck, 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 Dating is hard. Yes, suck army. Oh, my gosh. I was a suck Love army that. for sure. It's hard. It is hard. But that's it, why we're here. It, do we have any more emails or is that that's all of it, huh? I think that is it, my friend. That's it. I have one quick question about wearing the hoodie. Yep, okay. I feel like when you wear a guy's hoodie, isn't she trying to get a reaction from somebody? I think that's not so innocent as, oh, it was chilly. Aren't you trying to show that off to somebody and get a reaction? Maybe. Yeah, I could definitely see it going that way. I think that if you were to put it on like a spectrum, it would probably lean closer to that end of it. But I do think that there could still be like an innocent reason as to why. Less likely, mind you, I agree with you, Mark. But uh, I don't think that we can just audit, like I, I don't think our brains should just instinctively go to you know guilty. I think that we should uh, I don't know consider the other it, circumstances. Innocent until proven guilty. Sure, this is America after all. That's true. <laughs> Arden, if you were in a guy's sweatshirt, are you trying to get a reaction out of someone? I mean, if I'm being really honest with myself, if I'm posting a photo of it. I can wear that sweatshirt. I don't need to have a picture taken and I don't need to post it. Yeah. So like if I'm doing it, look, I dated a guy when I worked at camp once. I worked at a camp and I had a crush on the guy's friend. I'll be real with you. I liked the guy's friend more than I liked the guy. And sometimes that happens and it wasn't my best work. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see little 18 year old Arden putting on his friend's sweatshirt. Like, you know, yeah. and it's not it's not something that I'm proud to say, and I certainly don't do that in adulthood, but um, I think if I was putting on my boyfriend's friend's sweatshirt and posting it, yeah, that's when you're like, why are you posting it? Yeah, there's no you need know? to post yeah. it. That no, seems like showing really off. Point. Yeah. I agree. That's a good point. I, I guess I missed the part where they said that he was posting it. 
That's yeah. That's a little. Sca- that's a little, a little sus, in- I guess we could say. Feels intimate. I think the friend is looking for drama, but I think Maddie still needs to stay out of it. I think maybe Maddie has some feelings for the boyfriend and is kind of hoping to break things up, and that's right. why she sent this email. That's a really good point. That is a good point. I gotta say, it's hard to have a, a strong opinion on these emails without looking. Like I don't have my computer in front of me to like reread multiple times, and I have the worst short-term memory loss, so I basically forget everything as soon as it's said to me. Uh, but hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps Maddie's relationship or, or situation to figure it out. But for the listeners out there, please, please email us more. And next time I promise I'll have it up in front of me. It's I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com or follow us on Instagram. Help. I suck at dating. And Arden, you just came out with your book. I know you talked about it a little bit at the top of the podcast, but tell us more about this book. Guys, The Bachelor, if you, I talk about the healing powers of The Bachelor in it. It's called Little Miss, Little Compton. They can get it anywhere books are sold. It's really fun. Debbie Ryan from Insatiable wrote the foreword. I've got quotes from Amy Schumer and Chelsea Handler. It's really, if you love their books, you'll love this book. There's a lot of heart. I talk about Sweet Dean and Wells in it. Um, and uh, yeah, my last name is spelled Mer- M-Y-R-I-N. It looks like Myron. It doesn't look like Marine. But um, I would love it if you got it and check out my podcast. Will you accept this, Rose? I would love for you guys to come break down an episode sometime. It's really fun. You just tell us when when and where. Okay, great. It's also on iHeart. So when when The Bachelorette starts up again, we will reach out. We would love to have you on. Ashley's done it a couple times. Wells has done it a bunch. It's really fun. Is Little Miss uh, Little Compton a play on Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, it is. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. Cause I, cause I was like, what, you know, you know how tiny Rhode Island is and you know how tiny little Compton is. I mean, well, little, we have Compton, no little Compton's like, especially Rhode Island. You guys think about how small Rhode Island is. So Dean, I got married in Newport. Like it's further away from the mainland than Newport. It's a ways. It feels like it's a ways. And then it's also, if you guys care about dating, like my parents, the book starts out, my parents met in New York. They were coworkers. They never went on one date with one another. They got married on a dare to get vacation time because everybody got two extra weeks if they went on a honeymoon. So my mom, my dad dared my mom. He was like, Janet, I'll take us to South America for a month. We'll come back. We'll get it annulled. And she was like, okay, I'll do it but I don't want to get it annulled. And then they stayed married for 50 years. And then they moved from Manhattan to this tiny town in Rhode Island. So it is also about growing up with a crazy roadmap in this tiny town. And then the little Miss Sunshine thing was, I just had stars in my eyes and all I saw was cows and women in plaid. And I was able to make it onto a sitcom by 22. And I felt like little Miss Sunshine when I got the call that I booked it. I was like, ah, you know, it's living in Zach Galifianakis's closet. And I got the call that I, booked it and I was just screaming and he was like you're so loud and that's when my life changed and that's love the book it. yeah it's really fun it. we're going to check it out hopefully hopefully whichever van you throw it at will be the right van because I want to read it I'm going to I will I'm going to throw it at every van I see until it's your van Perfect. I can't see how that would go right Dean I don't know how no, that would be a problem it's a foolproof plan absolutely do you have a mailbox somewhere if there's some physical address for you somewhere I'll have a, a crow mail it over yeah, I'll, I'll send you an address on Instagram or something. But for the listeners out there, be sure to check out her book, Little Miss Little Compton. Yep. And the podcast is Will You Accept This Rose? Uh, it's an iHeartRadio podcast, so obviously right. you have love for for our, uh, our our sisters and brothers out there. Um, thank you for the listeners for listening. Thank you to the emailers for emailing. And Arden, of course, thank you for joining us this week. It was uh, a joy. Maybe next time you join us, we'll suck just a little bit less. Oh, my God. I would love that. You guys are a joy. Thank you for having me. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.